It's the Cabbages Podcast Network. What's happening? What's happening? What's up? This is Vaughn from They Hate Change. Yo, yo, it's Andre. And you are listening to the Cabbages Hip Hop Podcast. Podcast. good reason to be you made him watch marcy x i made him watch marcy x i did i did i'm not gonna lie to you i did i did that i own up to my mistake it was a difficult watch all around and we we're 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 doing bad things this is a bad thing we're doing to people we we didn't think this season through I don't about think... what it was going to do to us certainly but i think are we friends are we still there well, we, we could talk about that some other time, but um, uh, I, okay. I that doesn't sound promising. I, I think we did a disservice to a number of our guests this season we did. without realizing it. You know, when we had them on to watch films like Leprechaun in the Hood, mm. you know, it was it was more fun. It was less, yeah, far out, man. like asserting dominance over their grow domain. house. Like we watched these sort of best. We got some bad movies that were silly silly and kind of and were fun to watch and talk about how bad they were you're commiserating but also just talking about boy that was really stupid when this happened ha 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 right and i think we lost some of that this season i think we lost some i think we lost quite a bit of that i think we're shot in that regard we we weren't the secrets out we're torturing people (laughs) you weren't on the same page as me in a lot of the cases and vice versa and our guests were often very much not on the same page with us same page I was I was on the page that you wrote, sir. Well, we agreed to do this together. Like, I mean, I'll accept my responsibility in this for sure. Yeah, but like, enough. we did say we wanted to do a bad movie battle, we and did. and we did it. But I think we we didn't realize how much collateral damage we didn't. That's a good point. Like that episode may have ruined my relationship with Billy Woods, it professionally professional relationship. I should say it may have as a journalist. You know. Yeah, it's bad. And, you know, I think of some other episodes where we've had guests who just like shut down on us. Mm. Or if you go back and listen to those episodes, there are some where like the guest that just stops talking to us after a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you can find some, some humor in that, but I don't. Uh, These are artists who I write about. I know. No, you have to sort of laugh at the, the hubris. The hubris? Oh, no. Halloween is upon us. Oh. You know what that means? I can't believe you made me watch this fucking movie two more times. Hello, and welcome to Pumpkins, a Hubie Halloween podcast. The only unofficial weekly podcast about the 2020 Adam Sandler movie, Hubie Halloween. Nothing is good. That's right. Every week, Pumpkins is your in-depth guide to Hubie Dubois, his next-door neighbor, Walter Lambert, and all the Halloween-loving residents of Salem, Massachusetts. I don't... Nothing in my life is good right now. I'm your host, Gary Suarez. I'm a music journalist and critic, and I write a twice-weekly hip-hop newsletter called Cabbages, which you can subscribe to for free at cabbageshiphop.com. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, music industry insider and soup connoisseur, Jeffrey Lachlan. 
Hello, Jeffrey. How are you today? I loathe every moment of my life right now. Hubie Halloween. We've gone back to where this show began. We've gone full circle. I'm thrilled to be back at what the original intent of this show was. Thrilled. I'm ecstatic about You're this. ecstatic. We have Why? wonderful guests ahead of us. Why do you want to watch this movie so badly all the time? Well, we got to watch this one together, didn't we? In person. For the okay. first time, we watched this movie together. You came over we to my did. place. We smoked a lot of weed. We did. We ate some delicious Chinese food. We did. That, that food was banging. We had some candy. We did eat some candy. Had some gummy stuff. And we watched this fantastic movie together. I, I, that's, that's where we part, friend. Mm. You have a different memory than I do. I tolerated this for your company. And then we did a remote watch together after that, just the other day. Six, well, five and a half times I've seen this now. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think that this is, uh, this is the beginning of something big. Let's bring the guests on. Let's bring them on. We'll be right back. I'm thrilled to introduce our guests for today's show. Joining us now is They Hate Change. The Tampa hip-hop duo of Dre and Vaughn are signed to the Jag Jaguar label, and their latest album is called Finally New, available wherever music is streamed or sold. Hello and welcome to the show. Hey, hey. What's happening? What's happening? <sighs> yeah, just get this to how we get we get pumped up, we get excited because we are talking about Hubie Halloween. Okay. Yeah. Which uh, is <laughs> Uh, a, a movie that Jeff and I have watched quite a few times before. I've, this is my, what, five and a half for me? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've probably watched it mm, about seven or eight times at this stage. How, how did you, uh, well, I'm not even going to ask that. Clearly, you guys enjoy this movie very much. I hate this movie. <laughs> Why are you watching so many damn times? I was sitting there, I was like, oh, man. It's, it, it was required of me. It was required of me for this podcast. When this podcast podcast first started we were going to try and stretch out gary's idea that he wanted to try and stretch out how many times we could watch and talk about this film and make the whole podcast about hubie halloween which you agreed to which you agreed to i mean it ain't just me (laughs) before i saw it i agreed to it and then about i think i went back and listened to a few of those episodes and in my research i rebelled immediately i was like i cannot do this this is a terrible idea. Please stop this. You're lying, Gary. Huh? Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is crazy. So, uh, yeah. So, we set it up that way. Uh, was this your first time uh, with this movie? Absolutely, yes. Mm-hmm. The, the only reason we watch this movie is, is for this podcast. Also, I get <laughs> to let people know, uh, speaking right now, is Vaughn. Yeah, yeah. And Andre, right here. One, two, three. One, two, three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, nah, man. We wouldn't have watched this movie ever. <laughs> In life, no. I, I remember when the trailers came out on Netflix, uh, and I was like, "Nah, that's nah. I'm not about to do this." See, I said the same thing. Yeah, no. And, and Gary, Gary has somehow bamboozled me into seeing this thing five and a half times. I think bamboozled is a very strong word. I was bamboozled, and a big what? word for you, hoodwinked. Like, did this come out in theaters also? Like, no. currently? Oh no, this never had a theatrical no, 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 run. No, no, no. This was Netflix exclusive. Mm-hmm. It came out, you know, in like 
you know, fall of 2020. So you're dealing with kind of the first pandemic year, mm-hmm. everyone's staying in, nothing's getting released in theaters. So this thing just stayed there. I don't think they ever did a, a theatrical run. There's a movie theater here in Manhattan, uh, a real uh, historic theater called the Paris Theater. Okay. And the theater went out of business and Netflix bought the theater and now uses it to do like first run Netflix movies. I think they're showing that new Ryan Gosling thing there. So there's always a chance that yeah. Hubie Halloween could get a theatrical screening here in New York, in which case Jeff and I will definitely. Uh, have no, to no, 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 absolutely not. Mm-hmm. This is maybe, it. For maybe me. for the anniversary. And Hubie, we have we have parted ways. Well, I think that's uh, that's a bit premature. We've only just started this episode, so we've got ways to go. Uh, what's your experience with Adam Sandler movies? Uh, are you fans? Uh, have you uh, particular films that you've enjoyed of his? I. personally i think like it's like when you go going into like an adam sandler movie i think it's like it's like one of like like family around like thanksgiving where it's like ah yeah you know that's just the uncle or that's this auntie just leave her alone just let let it be be." (laughs) like going into this movie i didn't see i was like i'm about to see the same people and that's cool but i just wanted to see how they're going to come onto the screen and i was just like of course (laughs) yeah no uh i guess for me I always call it an Adam Sandler movie, like being suspended from school. Like, <laughs> okay. Television. Like, that's kind of a good setting. You would run, like, what is it? Big Daddy and like uh, mm-hmm. Billy Madison and shit like that. You're just mm. back to back uh, all day because nobody, nobody's watching TV at that time. The fun Sandler era is television gold. I mean, it was something for sure. It was something to watch it. while suspended from school. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So I mean, definitely saw the movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I can't say I'm a Sandler devotee, yeah. but um, you know, Sandler. <laughs> yeah, they're they're a cool watch. You know, when you just want to put something on in the background, you just want to like just throw something on. Or this is already on TV. I can't control what's broadcasting to my television. Mm-hmm. Right it's now. essentially ambient noise at this point. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, Adam Sandler ambient album soon come. Can't wait. Featuring what Hubie? <laughs> yeah, featuring Hubie. Not for nothing. The the Halloween band in this movie has like DIY show vibes. Yeah, if you remember that. <laughs> oh no, honestly, I did want to get your impression of the original music in this because you know the band that plays the teenagers' holiday party, which somehow isn't connected in any way to all of the official Halloween parties happening in Salem, uh, from Mayor George Wallace's uh, right. perspective. This the music is interesting because you know it's just this very monster mashy sort of lyrical approach. I was gonna say that, yeah, for yeah. sure. There's there's not a lot of of songs that take that approach. I feel like Monster Mash is really the one. So I I definitely commend them for taking a you know a scary sort of approach, like the werewolf's hairy back. Like yeah, I I fuck with that. The uh, the werewolf's how uh, back is very hairy. That's what it is. The words was very hairy. Very hairy. Yeah. I know because I've heard the song five and a half times. Yeah. The opening lines are ghosts and goblins. Very scary. Wolfman's mm-hmm. back is very hairy. All facts. Shout it out to was. them. We definitely played with a, a similar band at. at <laughs> yeah. I oh, show yeah. For sure. That uh, feels very Floridian going back at least to the days of Marilyn Manson, the spooky kids uh, to have that kind of band performing. Uh yeah. And I imagine you've been on some strange bills over the years. 
no, countless. Nothing but strange bill. <laughs> still, still to this day. To this day, yeah. How would it? Would you even know it was happening if you played a normal bill? Uh, damn. I mean, you're like, oh shit, is it happening? Is this really happening? <laughs> you know, the most normal bill that we're uh, on is later this year with um Arm and Hammer, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's at like what the most straightforward. Like, yeah, no, it's, I would uh, like to be at that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I forgot. You know, got which one? You know. Well, gone. I mean, how many how many artists are you going on tour with just for the next six months? I mean, your your dates are insane. Yeah, no. Truthfully, I mean, uh, Barty Strange uh, and um, Shame. Shame from the UK. Shout out. Oh yeah, sure. Sick. And uh, some other stuff we can't announce yet. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. No, don't need to drop any exclusives. That's why we're talking about Hubie Halloween. And a little um, date with uh, Lucy Dacus and, and Courtney Barnett. Oh, wow. That's a nice Whoa. one, too. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I would I would classify most of those as, quote unquote, normal bills compared to the DIY experience that you guys are describing. Oh, uh, oh yeah. <laughs> there was something else. Man. It was yeah. A lot. It was a lot. <laughs> yeah. And it seems like, you know, going on tour and, you know, the opportunity to uh, to, to spread the gospel of this movie specifically to uh, to your tour mates seems a, a prime opportunity um <laughs> kicked off tour for bringing this shit around really hard to like make this movie. i'm trying really hard to like divert this conversation to anything but hubie i'm so tired of hubie very <laughs> <Sorry, laughs> totally caught me <laughs> yeah 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 go 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 ahead gear <laughs> so thank you <laughs> no i gotta i gotta bring it back that's on me our, our guests are here to talk about this movie that's why they're on the show <laughs> it's not as if they have an album to promote or multiple tour dates <laughs> they're here specifically to talk about this adam sandler movie which i greatly appreciate fundamental questions because we do acknowledge this jeff and i as a bad movie we do call this a bad movie where jeff and i disagree is whether or not this is a good bad movie but one of the things that comes up when we talk about bad movies on this show or otherwise is uh and this is one of our favorite questions that comes up is that is this meant to be a kid's movie Hmm. there's some elements of this that i see that are very much catered to say my generation the people who watched Adam Sandler and Tim Meadows and folks like that on SNL when they were on SNL. And then there's this whole other separate interwoven plot that's essentially teenagers yeah, in that world. So I guess it becomes a question of, given the nature of the humor and the nature of it, from your perspective, do you think this is meant to be a kids or family movie? I think, yeah, family movie, but I think it's for sandler fans like yourself where it's like you 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 know if you have children you are willing to watch a sandler movie with your children at this point in your life Uh even if some of the humor is a little bit you know off you know and more you know grown up you're like nah it's fine i i I started watching sandler movies when i was 13 right you know so you would watch it with your kids so there's some stuff in there for the kids but you know obviously there's stuff in there for the adults as well like it kind of toes that line, I think. Yeah, that's all I was gonna say. It might it might toe toe that line, and it's not even like to get like too extreme. But it was like, what like the the first scene opening up with like the the Jello and the hot dogs. Mm-hmm. I was like yo, <laughs> <laughs> right 
<laughs> this is ending on the question of like being the like tone has been set. Yes, yeah. I was like all Adam Sandler movies have a have an early tone setter where you're like, whoa, 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 what is all yeah. this? And he's like, I'm just that. letting y'all know this is not gonna matter. Uh-huh. Nothing no. you see will matter. From from that scene alone, I was like, okay, this is this is tone line between like kids friendly movies. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. funny. So it, it's right there. It's right there on that line. Yeah. I feel like middle were, schoolish. If there were a few more uh Maya Rudolph scenes and jokes in there, I I feel like you know it, it would probably be like okay, yeah, it's more it's more of an adult film. And I think one thing that I think we could all agree on with this film is there's not nearly enough Maya Rudolph in this movie. I agree. Uh, her character is. is Definitely one of my favorites and how she plays is extremely well. Uh, so I would have loved to see a longer version that included more of her in that and that dynamic between her and Tim Meadows as the Hennessy's um, that whole, I guess, I don't know how else to describe this. It almost seems like a cuckold Dom sort of uh, relationship, <laughs> essentially. It's just a, a jumble of porn up searches uh, made into a, a dynamic uh, comedy duo. And- you could say that's kind of the, the movie. <laughs> just a, a no. bunch of porn hub searches smashed together in a movie like what if well we just said that this is a family movie are you suggesting this is not a family comedy jeff i mean yes i am <laughs> i am saying it i'm i think it was made specifically for 18 and 19 year olds really so you somewhere in the 16 to 19 range i don't think even knows about Adam Sandler for real. I don't think they're tuned in like that. This was supposed to be the introduction and it was it was just poorly executed. Ta-da. This was supposed to be his <laughs> this was his I got it. This uh, was the hard turn where like nobody in a small town can be found partying in the probably the same place they've partied for 40 years. Yeah it was almost like like a Halloween town. Yeah, yeah. like yeah mm-hmm. listen Halloween town big classic yes UB Halloween yeah. I can't say. Next. Maybe if I see it five more times. I'm well, like, you know, I mean, that's part of the beauty. It does unfold. You'll have a lot of time uh, on the road and, you know, Netflix unfold. is on phones and on laptops. So uh, tablets, there's definitely lots of ways for, for rewatching. Gary is a stand for this. Our people literally kick us off the tour. I'm like, oh, well, we it was nice. that shit around. <laughs> I'm telling you, portable, uh, we'll just pop open the laptop. Hey, yo, Bartiz, you want to watch Huey Halloween? Get the fuck out. <laughs> Off top. I mean, yeah, I, I think you guys have a good plan uh, in place for that. That's uh, that's fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah, you guys can be the spark that really gives this movie a second life. You know, we're certainly trying with this show. I think that <sighs> when we talk about this film, I do feel like this is a family film and that the humor is sophomore as can be. It's mostly like pee and poop humor in a lot of ways. Most of the things are there. Obviously, Rob Schneider's character is Richie Hartman, his from the jello scene where you don't see him yet, yes. um, but you see the type of thing that he's into to when you actually see him urinating in various places. Like that's humor for a 12 year old. That's humor for a 12 year old. I would say that's not an 18 year old's humor. There are things in there, however, that do feel that they're more for a grown up audience. The nature going back to uh, the relationship between the Hennessy's, you know, my Rudolph and Tim Meadows, that is not for small kids. That's the kind of thing in that movie that goes over their heads. But yeah. f- the one thing to point out is that like those first really fun Adam Sandler movies 
have a lot of stuff that's very raunchy. Billy Madison has some absolutely raunchy stuff, but I watched it as a teenager. I watched it when I, I certainly wasn't, you know, an adult when I saw those movies. You know, Happy Gilmore is lighter than that in the sense of its, in terms of the nature of its jokes, but it it's still like, it's still, there's stuff in the in that movie and in a lot of his films, there's stuff that's meant to speak to different audiences. And uh, this is, seems like a good time to point out that this movie was co-written by Adam Sandler and Tim Hurley, who co-wrote many of those classic Adam Sandler films. You can tell kind of- because he used the exact same joke a lot. <laughs> Gary, you some are- people call him homage. I call them literally the exact same joke. Well, Gary, callbacks, right. callbacks. Uh huh. You can't turn it off like, yeah. at all. Like, it, like the critical lens that you're seeing this through is. Incredible. They paid you off, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by Netflix. <laughs> I think Netflix has better things to do with their money. They really uh, than, <laughs> than give it to us. That's they not have, true, they, Netflix. They have, that's true. They have so many people to fire. Uh, you know, that's not true, Netflix. They have to destroy all the diversity on their staff. Uh, they don't have time to give to our podcast. But, you know, we're, we're always open. If they were interested in sponsoring it, we could definitely keep it going. Insert um, ad here. <laughs> certainly amenable uh, to that. Yeah, we'll go, do a little edit point right here so you can drop in the Netflix <laughs> yeah, for Huey Halloween That's two. my plea for that right there. <laughs> and we're back. So I think we can... <laughs> We can find ways to either work. Um, but I want to go back to something that Jeff said. And Jeff, I want to get your perspective on this because you described this as, as meant to be an introduction to a new generation uh, for Adam Sandler movies. Because many of the films that Adam Sandler has done in his Netflix deal have been largely geared towards adults. And this is one of the yeah. first ones that really did go towards kids. Right. Um, so you see this as, as, as an introduction. I would counter only to say that this is a period of reintroduction and rebirth for him because this film comes, this is the first film he did after the release of Uncut Gems. Oh, shit. So Uncut Gems comes yeah. out. And Do you think he shot them concurrently? Do you think he shot them like at the same time? Well, there's a theory out there, and I'd love to get your perspective on this, um, that he did Huey Halloween in response to being snubbed for the Oscars on his upcut jazz performance. Yeah, there, there's back and forth on that. We've talked to a lot of guests about it. And I feel like it came up a couple of times and people were like, I don't think that's true. You know what I mean? And then yeah. other people would be like, that sounds right. <laughs> I have no idea if it's real, but I want it to be real. I, don't, I just don't know what that would do. Like... <laughs> Who was he going up against? That's what That's what oh, I need to that know. year for Uncut Gems, it was a lot of shit. But everyone was saying like, "Yo, Adam Sandler." Like, but he got yeah, no nominations, right? But I no nominations. What is your what is your end goal in going? You know what? I'm gonna make a, you know, really, I'm I'm gonna do a return to form right now. Yeah, <laughs> since they didn't nominate me for like, I think you- it was I I believe it to be more in the middle ground where. This was a reaction to doing something serious. Mm. He did something deadly serious. Yeah. He got his brains blown out. Like America's like funny man. His spoiler alert. Blown out in a movie and then was like, wow. all right, everyone, just to throw this out there, I'm back. It's still me. I'm still doing crude shit. I'm going to throw up within the first three minutes of the film. Don't worry. He does worry. throw up in the first three minutes. That was my I was worry. Like, what, what was y'all's first laugh? 
because that was mine. Like I, I was watching it and I was like, all right, man, this. It depends on which which watch. Yeah, then like (laughs) early in my career, I wasn't laughing at any of this, but after a while, it just becomes a theater of the absurd, and you're just like, these are the choices they made. They did it. Yeah. Yeah. It 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 was it was when I had seen like the damn the MacGyver thermostat. Well, the, the, not the, the thermostat, but the, the thermos. thermos. Yeah. yeah. And like sucked up the eggs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Were yeah. those like, eggs? Is that what they threw? They threw eggs? Rocky yeah. Balboa style. Rocky Balboa style. And then, and then he drank some. And he like project. Yeah, yeah. yeah and that's that our introduction to Hubert Schubert Dubois. Yeah, exactly. And then all, well, also man. too, Gary, like I want, this would be like the second kind of like, like festive slash holiday movie he's kind of did, I think, right? Sure. Well, you have uh, yeah. Eight Crazy Nights. Yeah. Right. So, what I mean, I'm not even hip. Yeah. So, like the cartoon one, yeah, it's all animated. It's it, that. It? Yeah. That's great. It's now, an animated Hanukkah adventure, which I never saw. <laughs> and this, this actually bringing that up, it's interesting because this does right because they do point out during the first scene where you meet uh, June Squibb, uh, the actress who plays uh, Hubie's mom. She's mm. just credited as Huey's mom. Mm. Their discussion, you find out that they're Jewish. And so part of why Halloween is so important to him is because they weren't able to celebrate, you know, the Christian holidays. Growing right, up. right, right. That uh, was the only holiday. And also life. he lived in the mm-hmm. birthplace of Halloween and everybody was always talking about Halloween. Oh, well, yes, right. He's there in Satan. That was part yeah. of it too. Mm. So he has that going for him, oh. <laughs> which is nice. <laughs> Big eureka moment right now. <laughs> so this could conceivably be within the same sort of uh, cinematic universe, if you will. Uh, with I think it's like just smart Nights. to make movies about holidays, and I think that when Cabbages makes a movie, it should be about a really ass like Arbor Day. <laughs> you know, I, I think that joke's already been made on a previous episode by you. No, I already but, listened um, to them all today, and I never heard it. Listen, okay, overlap. <laughs> You know, I think maybe you, you might have missed. When one. you watch something six times, man, you're gonna mm. overlap a little in your. I'm Gary, sorry, Gary. Quick, quick, what happened before the pod? Because <laughs> <laughs> the tension is is clear. I mean, I think it's the fact that Jeff has watched this shit right. six times already. Jeff got hit with an and, uppercut. Yeah, exactly. like, well, Listen, I mean, you know, <laughs> there's no more like there's no more like hitting me with an argument that yeah. I haven't thought about. You there's can't even be playful about it anymore. Yeah, from this field. But we're still out here digging our asses off. We're watching it a fifth and a sixth time. Man, we're gonna unlock something for sure. I think. Yeah, there, there are things we absolutely have not discussed in this. We haven't gone into a lot of the details. You know, I think in, if in film criticism and in film studies, there are <laughs> oh, ways stop. to go into <laughs> lenses with which to view this. I mean, we could do another dozen episodes no, just no, on this movie. <laughs> easily, <laughs> easily. <laughs> critical, critical studies of Hubie Halloween. I want. I want a paper on it, dog. Coming soon it. to uh, the Tisch School of Arts. We can a get critical there. study. We can I don't get there. Do this because Gary, Gary's will, serious. Because I, I feel like I'm like to. we're all just ganging up on Gary. I don't want to do this. Look at this. He is really serious. I know. He's really- all the way in. I'm telling you, man. It's a it, it's a conspiracy. I just haven't unraveled what it could be. So the it's thermos is really control. interesting. The thermos is really interesting <laughs> because it is it contains multitudes. This thing that he created in Scouts as a child, like is he this sort of idiot savant? Uh, is where you start to think about this because that thermos is a soup container. It's a vacuum. It's a spyglass telescope. It's a shovel. It's an umbrella. It's an electric drill. It's a. It's a telescope light. though that works in reverse. Mm, that's true. 
Like you look into the big end and somehow it like illuminates from the small end. It's a sonic screwdriver is what it is mm. uh, for all the Whovians out there. But uh, yeah, mm. so I, Swiss I think army I, soup. Yeah, I think I missed that, though, that he he created the thermos. Yeah, he made it in scouts. He tells Walter Lambert that outside the house. Yeah. This is what the stuff you get out of the repeat watching. Oh, you start to pick up on the small details, the little details. Oh, no, it's a lie. <laughs> and the reason why is because uh, what what was it? Uh, what is the uh, the waitress Valentine? Yes, uh, Violet, Violet Valentine. Violet Valentine. She knew how to work the thermostat in the diner. The the one she knew how to work yes, it was because he was pouring like all the soup and the A one sauce in there and mm-hmm. then she cut it off. Oh no I shit! Like, how you know how that works? Oh uh, okay, dig dig dig. I mean, they have known each other for a long time. When yeah. did he say when Decades. in Scouts he made the thermos? He didn't say when. He said he did it in Scouts is what he said. So, so you know, he's when been he was in the a like child, nine to twelve area maybe. Yeah. So and he's hole. known Violet Valentine since kindergarten. They reveal so. He's known her since he was five years old. Since before he could make thermos. Pre-scouts, yes. Swiss Army soups. It's also an asthma inhaler, an eye black applicator, a blender, a grappling hook, a megaphone, a retractable cable, and pepper spray. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I seen the, that, it was the pepper spray and the crazy. and the eye joint. I was like, all right, man, this this, <laughs> this is enough. I'm a dentist. I help people. That yeah, is no, a genuine no. every time laugh. For That's me. a good laugh. It's a great laugh. Every single time they make do you, that do joke, we know who that catches me was? by surprise, and then I absolutely love it. In the haunted house. Yeah. Do we know who that actor uh, was credited as? No, what we was, don't. What was he credited? I don't know. I don't know. I'm asking oh. y'all, the the eight time viewers of this, if y'all knew who that was. There's a lot of uncredited. Uh, uh, actors and actresses yeah. in this movie like actually if you go through the imdb they a lot of people aren't uh one thing to point out is that many of the young people in this film are the children of the actors so yeah. obviously sure. adam sandler cast his children a lot, pay but like kevin james's kids are in this like other people's kids are all in this movie There's a lot of disney characters did, in there too oh yeah, yeah. oh he has a big big connection to disney absolutely which again lends itself well to the family component Kind of from Ant Farm, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Day Day's mom, uh, Kim Whitley. Yeah, Kim Whitley, which was great to see her uh-huh. in that. And yeah, I, the, the reason why I had checked the date for this movie, I had like went to the credits. I was like, yeah, I, I wonder was this Ray Liotta's last movie? I don't, I don't know. Oh, Ray Liotta's last movie? <laughs> yeah. It wasn't, right? As it turns out, he did six more movies after this. I was like, okay. <laughs> I, had, I didn't know been, the date you know, on this. Yeah, that would have been bad, right? Like, oh, gosh. <laughs> You can't be too careful. Like a lot of these people are dying. Like, I don't know what, like we lost Paul Servino, James Caan, mm-hmm. James Caan, who's done, who did uh that's my boy. Uh, the Adam Sandler movie, I think from yeah. 2009 or 2008 with, um, with Andy Samberg. Sandler's and co-star Ice. list. Vanilla Ice. Sandler's co-star list is insane. You cannot this, disc- see you have. Have you seen this? No. So so listen, if you cannot describe an Adam Sandler movie to somebody who hasn't seen it, because how would you describe it? Yeah, I, it's you're going to describe the same people, the same everything. I mean, that mm-hmm. shit is like breaking my brain right now. Honestly, that's my boy <laughs> with fucking Ray Liotta and Vanilla Ice. You said Vanilla Ice and James Caan. I don't even and I don't even need to know the plot, to be honest. Oh, like, shit. I just I just feel like my head would explode. Well, I'll tell you this. Adam Sandler's in it, and he speaks in a weird voice. Okay. You'll be shocked to know. Again? Blowing. Well, 
and that's my boy it's more of a, a boston accent that he does less of a uh-huh. like more less of a, like a water boy type funny voice right where is adam sandler from he's a new englander okay he's, he's from new england yeah. I, was, I was wondering yeah. where his repository of voices come he from. went to he went to college in new york i think he was at nyu uh, student, which is where he met his uh, co-writer on this movie, Tim Hurley. Hmm. They met in uh, in college. Dig, dig, dig. Yeah, I mean, I feel I feel like he's kind of just like at this point, just looking in a mirror with several mustaches, going like, "Yeah, this is this guy." <laughs> like that, that's, that's what this guy would sound like, and and just going from there, like no real thought put into it, just going like, "Yeah, I think I developed this voice for this movie." Like, Nobody tells Sandler no. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, who's who's gonna tell him? How how big of a check did he get for? Because this was a part of a, this is a part of a few movies that he did for Netflix, right? Right. Yeah. So Netflix, the, I don't remember how big the deal is. It's not a small deal. It's a multi million dollar deal. Multi millions. It's, it's 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 ridiculous. double digit millions, I believe. Does that assume. include the budget for the film, or is that just we are paying? That's just to like. That's to you for making this happen exclusively for us. Yeah, see, for us, yeah. Gary, yeah that's the exclusive fee, and the- then the rest of it is is also still bankrolled. Gary was only in on the Hubie Halloween deal, though, so he probably isn't privy to the the numbers for the rest of the things. I'm that's not, crazy. Again, man. if Netflix does want to sponsor us, we'd love to have that data. It'd be really useful for us to use in future episodes. But you know that that's up to them. Listen, Gary, we know what an NDA looks like. Okay. We. Oh, I'm sure you do. <laughs> All right. <laughs> We, we we know the twists and curves that you have to take in a comedy. I love I love this because it's it's just it's perfect fodder for me, a person that does not want to do this again. <laughs> Why are we doing this again, Gary? Ah, oh, you could have picked anything. Oh man, yo. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, right, what, what's next, Gary? Oh, yeah, we could take it anywhere. Honestly, I did have some thoughts about the Harley Quinn news anchors. Yes. Oh, I counted four of them in this. There were four Harley Quinn characters in this. Three of them working for the news. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, it's probably a drinking game for that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you, we could create one right now. I think if we go through the the backlog of Hubie Halloween episodes, I think that I honestly think it was a solid joke too, because like, yeah, had sure. there been a Halloween, that would be, yeah, a huge seller for sure. Uh, you mentioned George Wallace as uh, Mayor Ben. Earlier, shout out George Wallace. That yeah. Shout out George Wallace. Yeah, used. I feel like underutilized in this. Oh, yes. deeply underutilized, and he has played in mm-hmm. this world before. He has been in Adam Sandler's uh, world before. It's one of the many callbacks. But yeah, even though he is underutilized, there is something wonderful about the exchange that he has with uh, with Kevin James. The smell my feet. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. Mm-mm. Like that is something where like somebody who is as funny as George Wallace can just say that line different ways yeah. and it gets funnier the more he says it. Precisely, yeah. I Good. bet I bet there's a, a bunch of great outtakes they cut of him in scenes. Well, if you watch the um, if you watch the uh, the closing credits, there are some bloopers yeah, there's, in there. There's and there is a little there. bit more of but the But that's a blooper. I'm talking about like they let the camera go and he was allowed to do what he wants. Mm. I, I bet that there's some of that and they cut it. The Criterion version will have- uh, I can't wait. I've already mocked up a cover. I did that two years ago. I mocked up a Criterion cover. I sent it to Jeff. He didn't see me. It's true. I would. I wish that it wasn't, but it's real. I had he like three that. different variant covers for it. I was, you know, because yeah. I figured it'd be a people who wanted to all own all of them. I've, you got to bring that back for this on on socials. I probably will. Oh, yeah, you got to promote this. It 100%. was a beautiful joke. I really had a great time with your joke. Was better than any of the jokes in the film. <laughs> That's I, crazy. I, there was a total of because I, I wrote them down in mm. 
was this? The the runtime I think is an hour forty four. Yeah, like out of forty two, hour forty four. I think six jokes, mm, maybe well, not even okay. jokes. Six, no five, mm. and not even really jokes. Just general things. George Wallace mm-hmm. a, as Mayor Benson, the yes. Harlequin news anchors, the projectile vomiting after eating the eggs, Rocky Balboa style. That was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, damn, four things actually. It's only four. So uh, you you don't include the Shaquille O'Neal radio station reveal. Uh, no, no, not even at all. the even the sandwich eating with his deep voiced wife. That, that was cool. That was yeah, that was cool. But no, nah. I was happy it was there, but I wasn't laughing really. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's exactly <laughs> it. The, the fourth and final one is uh, I'm asexual, but that girl's making me hella horny. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, but that's yeah. like oh, talk God. about a scene stealer. She also has a genuine part that I like, where she walked over and threw away, like he hands her the the word searches for the kids who are waiting outside. Yeah, and she's like, "Thanks a lot," and just throws them directly in the trash. Yeah, so that shit got. She was, was good. It was only a few in here for me. In in a, a damn, she was great, but she was also in the film for eleven seconds. Exactly. Yeah, more of her. But they found a way to bring her back for that one liner. For that one line, she's not even supposed to be there, but she shows up just to deliver that line about her asexuality and how uh, Violet Valentine makes her hella horny. End quote. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for everything. Your it's, career is over. It's <laughs> one of the notes that I wrote down. I have a few a few lines that I wrote down. One of them was that um, yeah. I also wrote uh, June Squibb's line towards the end. Hubie hasn't had a lot of sex, but what he does have is hope. Oh, yeah, yeah, and then. Uh... What was it? Like, uh, hope, oh. uh, sex, hope. I think. Yes. Yeah. He has nice hair and sex hope. Nice hair and sex hope. Yeah, that was a great one, Dre. What did you have a running list, Dre, of of actual yeah. actually funny moments in the Any movie? Any highlights? Well, Any faves? Well, I, I my fave is a bit it's a bit simple, but I I thought like the uh like the Ghostbusters request. Uh, oh, when he called the, the song. Yeah, yeah, and it kept yeah. getting the feedback. That was really funny. I was like, all right, yeah. yeah That's this- a very specific joke. Yeah, it is yeah. definitely. And like, yeah, yeah. Kudos to them. I don't know that I was laughing, but I, I. Oh no! Now that I look back, it is a good scene. Nineties kids will remember. That's totally. What I was definitely not for the not for children. That that no. moment because they 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 wouldn't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> but we definitely remember being in the car. Your mom calls into the radio. It's like, yeah, now it's that. now it's only college radio that does that. Do people call you college radio? If if someone were to call, I used to have a call-in show on college radio. Actually, it was that's like forty years ago. Oh, come on, it's 30. Oh, Gary you. without a gym. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Gary's mad, man. He, I hit it's taken uh, him this long and he has not from flipped it. me. Far he's from not it. flipped me over to QB. No, I mean, that's the beauty of doing this as a series is that like we can open up all the many different facets of this film uh-huh. and continue. And we bring in guests who uh, bring new perspectives to it. And that that's the point of this is that like the, as we do it and you're a constant and I'm a constant and the film is a constant. The first couple of times I watched this movie, I, I really did not care for the joke where the farmer man says to his, his wife, like says to a cop, let me borrow your gun. Oh yeah. You can arrest me right afterwards. Yeah. yeah. And as we've gone along, that joke has aged better for me. Like fine wine. Yeah. I don't know about fine, but it was like this time around, maybe I was just the right amount of stone or something, but like, this time around, were you, oh, yeah, 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 big up. What, how were you stoned for every viewing of this? Yes, I was stoned for the last two viewings of it. 
Wow. I don't know. Maybe somewhere in there. I, I think the one, the half one. So I've done it five and a half times. I think the half one, I was not. And I was just like, what am I doing? I have better things to do with my life. It's good to know that weed doesn't make this movie better. Not really. Uh, maybe it might be a drink. Yeah, we, so you know, drink that's what I was going to say. Green tea. We, <laughs> ah, so the organic route. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I think there is something to be speaking to about, you know, in a hypothesis of, of figuring out if like different, you know, different experiences, whether it's edibles or alcohol or green tea or whatever, enhances or otherwise alters the experience in some way. I mean, that's definitely something worth exploring. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Hubie uh, Halloween for sure. Uh, um, I, I want to go back to Lavelle Crawford for a second because I think the, the farmer and the farmer's wife played by Kim Whitley, that's a great dynamic that shows up in here. Great. And and there's a lot of very funny hmm. moments of that. That that you cited, Jeff, absolutely to Keenan Thompson. It's the only line they have that I liked. Um, I also like Kim Whitley's line that when they're in the stable still where she says, we're going to eat peanut tonight. <laughs> I laughed at that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Still, I the still delivery is that. very good. I still I laughed, laughed at the that The delivery tonight. is good. Yeah, weird red herring there, honestly, the whole peanut saga, because, mm -hmm. right, it was just, it was Steve Buscemi, right, at the end. We yes. Oh, yeah, he just jumps into frame and is like, oh, shit, right, the uh, the pig thing. Yeah, that was me. That's on me. <laughs> yeah, if I guess well, I'm, Like, I, it's obvious somebody read over and was like, well, what happened with the pig? And they were like, the pig, what fuck pig are you talking about? Well, like, the pig from that scene. Like, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll take care of that. <laughs> yeah. Threw a line in. If I'm going to be critical about anything about the film, I do have... Uh, it's the pig subplot. The pig slaughter subplot it seems a little unnecessary to me. Um, although it does seem to exist in the film to justify Kim Whitley and Lavelle Crawford's uh, farmer banter. So I think there's there's at the, the end result works. So sort of necessary for sure. Also, okay, while we're talking about this, so maybe again y'all have the multiple watches. So maybe mm -hmm. it, it was sewn up nicely for y'all. So uh, Steve Buscemi, what was his name? Walter Lambert. Yeah, Walter, Walter yeah, Lambert, right? But he, uh, <laughs> so he was not actually a werewolf, right? No, he was gluing the hair onto his right. arms. What's what's up with his uh his tombstone? Oh, that's not his real name. His name is not actually Walter Lambert. Shit. Okay, mm -hmm. I don't think I caught that. All right. What we're meant to understand is that he is an escapee yes. who has escaped before uh before Rob Schneider's character has escaped, um, mm -hmm. which really makes that opening scene feel a little less plausible i mean at this point they should be on high alert for uh for crazy people busting out um this is a especially small and they and they were roommates too so have I you mean, seen what they're paying specific people who care for other people these days well i mean they got ben stiller for it so i mean they must be paying him something well we have a couple of films in this like series that we've done are really awful films uh, have had very bad facilities for troubled folks in it yeah yeah i mean the it, it's honestly reflecting real life right now to be honest mm -hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that, that's how it was we came back from you it kind of looked like a castle they had them in yeah yeah it was, it was pretty weird. fucked up that's i feel like all like mental asylums in movies look like yeah castles very ornate yeah mm -hmm. like castles yeah for sure definitely yeah, yeah they all <laughs> like they that's all what we're that doing vibe. we're stowing them away in castles that's yeah weird. they're all on the outskirts of town and they I bet all, you there's yeah. leaks and stuff. That's not cool. But there's lots of Jello. That's pretty good. There's, there's plenty of hot dogs and Jello to enjoy. So I mean, they're getting something. And look, Yo, they're in like a you know, uh, protected building. I mean, those those uh, historic uh, landmark buildings often get uh, 
you know, they get you, governmental protection. I mean, they, they have a safe, are you defending a the film to this level? <laughs> I mean, I'm defending that. Like, I think this film gets Jesus Christ, Gary. This film gets Massachusetts <laughs> wrong. It often gets Massachusetts wrong, but it it does seem to play to the horror movie tropes and the idea of a mental That's institution all it is, being is in a castle of some sort. It's written and playing on the like the Michael Myers Halloween thing, which is what the Richie Hartman. Rob Schneider's storyline is about what that red herring is about of the many films red herrings is that oh this is this, this is movie should just been called red Halloween. herrings we never do we never do get a sense nobody of why, mattered other than the urination we never really get a clear sense of why Richie Hartman was in that facility in the first place and what revenge he would want specifically on Kevin James's character damn you're right well well no so he put him away wow a loose he? end in Hubie Halloween you're kidding me uh also they um back again at, at the end of, uh, <laughs> Hubie reveals that they were friends when they were kids right yeah apparently Hubie and Richie were good friends uh, as kids although there's very little interaction between them in the film I right expected right. some sort of reunion no could they always stop them two for talking or kind of getting too deep into that story that's very true yeah dig dig because i'm almost thinking at first i thought like richie was like really behind something i'm like Mm. okay they about to unveil it yeah no nothing no the unveiling was (laughs) it was rob schneider all along (laughs) gotcha (gasps) i guess when i the thing that you had forgotten about because we forgot to bring it up a lot it was it was it was this that. guy. Yeah. <laughs> but then I, I'm having trouble Hooray! understanding. I'm having a trouble understanding because again, I want to follow this thread a yeah. bit. Um, this uh, loose thread, so to speak. I think the um, I think the thing is they they want you to believe that he went to the facility because of his peeing. Mm-hmm. That he's in that place because he would not stop peeing in places where he wasn't supposed to pee, and so they locked they him, to up. Send him to So when he is urinating clink. in front of. Hubie's house uh-huh. that's an act of affection act of love of 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 male friendship i don't know I, they didn't really explain why he peed so much they just kept throwing out that it was pee to be or honest that's the vibes that's the vibes out in london for mm-hmm. public urination as yeah. well like, just a ticket they will, they will come like get you j- j- jail <laughs> Well, they don't have guns over there, so they have to do something. Exactly, they got to do something to, to hold it down for sure. <laughs> they have to rebel somehow, so somehow. They just pee everywhere. Lock them like in the room have, and make they them have watch urine you. and knives. That's all they have in England: urine and knives. <laughs> Serious. Gary, <laughs> you—it's so funny. You, I'm telling you, you probably—you can make an argument for anything, can't you? I mean, I am hosting a show about Hubie Halloween, so I know that I have the. Uh, the wind is not against my back. Uh, I could say that. Uh, I think it is. It's beneath your wings. <laughs> uh, that is what it ends up happening. Yes, beneath my wings. Very good. That's how I like to see it. I am the wind beneath Gary's wings, and don't let him forget it. Speaking of the international component of this, uh-huh. what do you guys make of Hubie's Canadian girlfriend? Uh, <laughs> that was. Who do we make of her? A joke yeah. he said twice. It was, it, that's what I was about to say. It's like, it, yeah, the joke was played. Yeah, it was played. I was, as soon as he said that, I was the like, it's oh, got okay, whiskers go. on it." Hmm. Yeah, I didn't. Although I, didn't, I did, sn- I did snort at Ontario. That I did enjoy. Yeah, that was actually funny. But I, I didn't. The way up until that part, I felt like Hubie was supposed to be way more confident than like to mm. be the guy that lies about mm. his Canadian girlfriend. Like, it seemed, like, against type almost. Like, he doesn't really care about anything else, and he's not really that aware 
of anything else either. Mm-hmm. But he still like has enough awareness to lie about his Canadian girlfriend. Like, yeah. if that felt weird, who he who he callously dumped at the end for Violet Valentine on TV. What do we think? Like that must have felt awful. I'm sure. Eh. <laughs> if she existed, which we don't believe she does, right? he's given us no proof that she's she a ever character. Existed. You're asking about what we well, think that, about it. I, I, I mean, think that she was treated unfairly. No, I'm. I'm glad you're coming around to it. There, there you're finding some emotional depth in this film. In part two, Great. that'll be our antagonist. It'll be revealed to be Hubie's Canadian girlfriend. One of the ghosts. If they come out with a Netflix <laughs> film called Canadian Girlfriend, mm. then we'll or know. Or just that that's Hubie Halloween 2. Spiritual you, sequel to Hubie. Hubie Halloween 2, I think, is definitely. We went over this, Gary. It's called Tubi. Tubi Halloween. Tubi Halloween. I was just about to ask if y'all went over this. Uh, to be Halloween is where y'all landed. Play spirit of Hubie Doobie Mine that Violet Valentine uh, says at the end. Hated it. As she hated goes it. to kiss yeah. the television set. Hated it. I'm hated just... it. There was another one of those too earlier. I think it was Hubie Doobie Safe, maybe? Yeah. 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 I, I, yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, yeah, with, yeah. yeah. She was seeing him off. Oh, he, yeah. She was safe. definitely in that. Can I ask Can I ask a question, though, about that, that local news thing? Like, why does Hubie's mom call the media to watch her kill these people with fire? Uh, maybe to teach them a lesson. Because, right, she's a descendant of a person that got killed with fire. Mm. Right? There so, we go. It seems like if you have a situation that you have to escape for any reason, the last people you want are people with giant cameras to show like up. She knew she wasn't going to escape. I don't think she wanted to escape. I think she no. wanted to prove her point and then, you know, get hauled off to the castle. Or yeah. wherever they they planned on taking her, all the jello she could eat. Yeah, precisely. Just like, like that the- was a long segment. If you were watching the local news and they cut into that shit, like in the middle of telling you like what the weather was, I I'd be, be so mad. No, I, I would be strapped in if that actually happened. For real? Yeah, right. I'd be glued to it like like OJ in the Bronco, as just <laughs> watching, just watching my screen every minute. My God. Can you imagine the trial for Hubie's mom? Any? No. You guys are coming around. Oh, you guys no. are coming around on this. If the, match I, is, right. the tide has turned against me. You, yeah. are, you are imagining <laughs> spinoffs and sequels, limited you know HBO series. I can see it. The wheels are turning. They're not. I, I knew Hubie's mom wanted to get caught. Was was when they had uh, like opened up, like Hubie had opened up the door, and then they panned to the phone. <laughs> And then she just standing there like, <laughs> hi Hubie, hi Hubie, and it just froze. I'm just like, oh, this cricket. No, this is this is terrible. Yeah, just, yeah. just hurry up. I was like, they probably shot that scene probably like five times. Oh my god, like just standing there. I, I'm glad we got to see the other side of the mask. I'm glad we got to see the pumpkin mask, like You're sitting, right. sitting there. I thought that was cool. I really didn't know what the fuck was going on. Uh, when, happened. We, when we were seeing the perspective from behind the mask, I was like, yo, what opening scene, got right? some fucked up teeth, man. This is crazy. <laughs> but I'm glad I'm glad that was explained. The the TV stuff is, is interesting, but you know, she she didn't. It seemed like she was saying goodbye to Hubie yeah. throughout the course of this film because she knew that this was going to happen. But then in a surprise twist, she pulls out Frankenstein and. <laughs> And escapes, and it works, and apparently it it does work. So I'm uh, I'm gonna try it next time. I'm in trouble with the law. Yo, but does gonna, she? That's the running joke because Hubie did Frankenstein. Exactly. Just so, remember that it'll work better on Halloween than any other day of the year. I, I imagine so. Yes. I must just start trying that shit. Like, yeah. Run off with some Frankenstein. Rock. 
Frankenstein. A Frankenstein. That's it. Which isn't that a kind of a running thing? And y'all want to cut our sound check short? Cool, cool, cool. Can we get the Can we get the check, please? Check <laughs> Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Pow. Seriously. <laughs> I'm hey. sure I'm sure promoters have pulled a Frankenstein on you guys before. She <laughs> turn turn somebody into Frankenstein. Nope. Uh, it's uh, like, all right, time to get paid. Oh look, a Frankenstein. <laughs> Watch what happens next. <laughs> it is the definition of fuck around and find out. It, precisely. Yo, so hey, maybe I missed this part too. So does does Hubie's mom have like special powers? I am a bit surprised. I think, I think their family does. And this I'll, is like a supernatural situation. Yeah, okay. You you got a theory. Let's hear it. Within the first like three minutes, we see him catch those eggs yes. at superhuman speeds and is like able to dodge things that he cannot see, mm-hmm. including axes, things that are blunt and heavy and would just land on him. He's like very You know what good I took that as though? Way. I took that as this shit happens all the time. And he's like, he's right. He recognizes the pattern now. It's not even that. That didn't even feel superhuman to me. That felt like. Routine. But that's like a video game. Like people will adjust and still hit you with eggs. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's, it's not like realistic. Dodging bags of poop. Yeah, right. Exactly. He, like, he, yeah. like that's really up. hard to do. While still riding the bike on fire. You saying this without from experience, seeing. He just like knows when they're going to throw. I'm sorry, but like that's superhuman. And so I think that. Yeah, it's not really. We don't know much about Hubie's dad except that he's dead, and that he liked messing with Hubie. I guess. Yeah, he, well, he was he was unkind to his son. But I think that there was some like supernatural shit passed down through the lineage because their their descendant was someone who helped create Halloween. Well, their descendant was someone who was burned as a witch, burned as right. a witch, but not actually a witch, right? Well, that's becomes that becomes the question. Is that, right. Was that I see where you're going with this? Was that person a witch and thus Boom. is this a lineage? What if the shit was real? What if she was witch and he has weird witch powers and that makes people mad too? So that's the name of the radio so station. Too. Would have been so much more interesting to explain that than anything else they did in the film. Yeah, the lineage. I, they could have cut out the peanut subplot and just yeah, that alone. dive more into the 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 lineage. I feel like that would have that would have worked some things out a little bit better. Like a Hubie Halloween legacy. Yeah. Mm. yeah. They have, I believe that they have the power of Halloween inside them. Mm. <laughs> yeah. If Hubie is, Hubie is a kind of warlock who hasn't had the ability to discover fully or own his dumb, powers. Childish warlock. Um, nuts. And that's, June Squibb knows she has witchy powers. And that would explain how she's able to subdue so many uh, fully capable uh, uh People who are and disappear into a, thin air. Yeah. Correct, exactly. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> she, she, she don't forget about that. She disappeared so many characters uh, in that, and then she, and then when she does the last bit where she pulls the Frankenstein and disappears, she does cackle like a witch. Mm. Yes, yes. All and of this a is there. Coming from these the are choices. These are intentional it. choices. I no, think totally. We're, they just we're following the breadcrumbs because it's not like they would have fun doing that. It would be a fun movie for people to watch instead of what we had. <laughs> So yeah, they, so, so they issued it for a nine second fart during the Steve Buscemi conversation. Yeah, so it there definitely there's some supernatural things at work for sure. See, I mean, she she was two. on her own able to put go. all the people up on the stakes. 
and things like that. She was pulling them into the abyss. Mm-hmm. If they go into this, if they do this in part two, I'm all in. I almost forgot about the corn maze. Yeah, yeah, the corn. Yeah, let's talk about the yeah. corn maze. Yeah, she yeah. yanks him up. Michael Mundy, I think was his name. Michael Mundy. Michael the Mundy, his, his, his co-worker Mercury. at the deli, who was also yeah. a high schooler. That's Best always- costume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm yeah, gonna yeah. lie. To I kind of, I slightly was kind of digging the yellow jacket. I was like, this might yeah, be okay. that was what? pretty tight. His costume, yeah. Who was he dressed as? Freddie, Freddie Mercury. Mercury. He was doing Freddie Mercury. Is that why you had the teeth like that? Yeah, yes. That's why he had the. Is teeth that like what that Freddie that. Mercury's teeth? <laughs> it was the best costume. <laughs> I don't think I realized that. He did. If I remember correctly, he the teeth are still in his mouth. The fake teeth when he has the corn in his mouth. Yes. Okay. Right. So it's yeah, still there. Yeah. So they didn't right. remove. They hadn't been removed. Okay. <laughs> Had no idea what yeah. that was. I was like, "Yo, this is like a Italian gigolo outfit. <laughs> this is like, <laughs> like ASAP Rocky kind of <laughs> kind of outfit." Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen ASAP Rocky in yellow. Was he in that when he did that video where everybody looked like Dick Tracy characters? Maybe then he uh, he wore yellow in that. I, I have no idea what you're That's talking. Possible. About. Uh, it was like uh, Babushka Boy. Was not the video. Oh, I didn't even watch that. That oh. video, it's like everyone has like the. You ever see like the uh, the Dick Tracy movie they did in the nineties? Warren oh, Baby, with Madonna. Al Pacino, and like everybody is like dressed like yeah. the goons in that movie. Everyone's dressed like the mobsters in that movie. Probably okay. could have been the plot. Yeah, wow. Well, yeah, I wouldn't put it past them at all. They yeah, up, they probably did all it. the all massive. <laughs> yes, for putting together Rocky's uh things there, giving him a Dick Tracy mm-hmm. references. Yeah. We should write to be mm-hmm. Halloween to be Halloween. And it's about the, the witch that inspired a legacy of idiocy. Ooh, like a prequel. All the way you're saying a prequel yeah. to, oh. be oh. Halloween. to be right. Halloween. Okay. Get from eight watches of Hubie Halloween. You just really used that. I was, I was sad, man. We about to unlock some shit right now. Like, it's the bud. Even just in us watching it this one time, I feel like there's more. Like there's gotta be more, right? I mean, there's, well, there's so they gave questions. us nothing, so there's gotta be something out there. <laughs> there's oh. so many questions to ask in this. Who died? Whose funeral was that? Uh, it was Ray, Ray Liotta's, Liotta's dad. His, Ray Liotta's father passed. Mm-hmm. His father, in passed. which he walks away from his father's funeral to throw a guy into his father's into a grave. grave. Yes, and then we to a party. <laughs> yeah. Some, well, this made me feel good after uh, burying my dad today. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, I we, there may have been another. The townspeople death in the film. are jerks. I mean, every single one of them. There may have been another death in this film, though, because we don't know what happened to the uh, the groundskeeper who was filling refilling the grave with with dirt. Oh, right, and he fell in. Fell in, and surely he died. Uh, yeah. yeah. Ah, my shoop! Like we never find out what happens to that guy. Yeah. At any point. So, well, so he not only fell six feet into the ground, he also landed on a thermos. Yes. So he definitely like he the for thermos, sure died. The thermos probably caught him though. <laughs> I mean, like if he got on the drill <laughs> bit, then that that he could be in, exactly. In, he could have activated some real, some real heinous shit. <laughs> and why do you think? Why do you think he drinks soup on the toilet? Oh man, why does he drink soup on the toilet? Another he, another like, not every single time, but it took a few what the last couple of watches when uh-huh. he. 
scares him in the bathroom. He just kicks the door open and screams in his face in the bathroom. It's it's a special level of of fucked up. But oh, yeah. you laugh at first, but then when you watch it multiple times, you realize he has He's soup eating soup on the on, on the, the toilet. Yeah, with yeah, his yeah. pants down. Yeah. Question. I mean, maybe listen. We've definitely we're no stranger to working service jobs and hospitality right. and things of that nature. Sometimes you got to take your lunch in the bathroom. Same. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Listen, there's not enough time to eat. I'm going to just. Yeah, right. This is, that's a commentary then on the abuses of the service account. Correct. Exactly. It's not, not enough serotonin. But, okay. Like, there's just not enough. Not to eat. I, I don't take like a quick, like, all right, I'm about to lean up on the wall right quick to take a quick little nap. You never. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> more what I was doing in the bathroom. You never ate like a Hess Speedy Pocket in the restroom? Nah. <laughs> Heck no! <laughs> Never had a, a quick on, chocolate aisle in the there. Just a quick Twinkie or chocolate aisle. Just something you could host as cupcake. For sure. No. The leaning on the wall is new in the restroom. Heck yeah! You go to sleep. Standing up right there in the. I said, look, right there in the corner where the door posts are open, just in case you don't, you forget to lock the door. It's like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> you in the corner? Yeah. I mean, like one hundred percent. Who among us hasn't fallen asleep in the bathroom at work? levels yeah no, i'm not gonna sure. sit here and act like i'm better than that because i am way not better than that just some of us have done it more strategically and on purpose mm. yeah. i, that's, I that's was just drunk if Respect. they ran in on me I, I'm <laughs> you on were the just toilet. Drunk. i was just drunk <laughs> i was like you know what i need to go and sit down for a little while it's <laughs> an hour later i was like "Ooh, i feel yeah. a lot better <laughs> <sighs> so Here's the reason I don't drink anymore. <laughs> that's wait. That's the reason specifically. There's a whole bunch of them. I got a long list. No shit. I mean, that's a pretty good reason. <laughs> now, now he just smokes weed. So now that we've uh, spent about an hour uh, going through this film, uh, I think it's a good time for us to uh, to ask the fundamental question of the show. We know this is a bad movie. Mm. This is definitely fundamentally a bad movie, although it has a pretty decent Rotten Tomatoes score. Um, it's uh, compared to some of the other things we've watched this no season kidding. where we've watched a lot of films this season where we're like, what is, I didn't even look up the Rotten Tomatoes. 52%. 52%. Is that even Rotten? Rotten? Uh, yeah, it is on the it side is, okay. that is Rotten. Okay. But like it is also, and the, the audience score I think is 43%, which is definitely Rotten. Uh, but we've watched films this season that were like 8%. Three percent, two zeros. We watched a couple zero percent Rotten Tomatoes movies this season. Were they actually were they actually bad though? Yeah, uh, both well, of them lost. Oh wow! Like yeah. we did not say, but yeah. so like we know this is a bad movie. We the know lowest is- rated one that won. It's the last episode. We can talk about it. the 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 lowest one that won is that other thing that was made by Adam Sandler. Yippy flippy attorney at law. What the oh, fuck Bucky, was that shit? Bucky Larson, Bucky Larson, Larson star, star, yeah. which he wrote, but did not star it. He did not appear. Yeah, he wrote it. He's but a how did you feel about that one? Gary? That was the lowest rated one in that. It was 3% or something like that. And that one. Well, are you guys, talking. are you familiar with Bucky Larson born to be a star? No, nah, I know you did the episode. That was Hudmo, right? That was Hudmo, yeah. yeah. Hudmo. Wait, no, it didn't. It tied. But <laughs> how do you, how do you feel about it, Gary? I mean, like, I, I, I think that was really I, I mean, I love I love Bucky Larson. I'd seen it before. It was my you're on, uh, you're on payroll. Yeah, this, yeah, we know what's going on here. <laughs> I'm checking the credits for these damn <laughs> <laughs> insultant Gary Suarez. Yes. Yo, that's nuts, man. You <sighs> wow. 
So do you just like bad movies, period? I mean, we just did a whole season where all we, we did, did was watch bad movies. Really bad like, films. We watched like we watched John Travolta play John Gotti. We watched Mike Myers. Michael Mike Myers is the cat in the hat. Um we watched oh, I mean no, we Mike Myers so as, as we watched, his class right. act. We watched Beyonce in Obsessed opposite oh, Ali Larda and Idris Elba. Scary. Yeah. We we watched some absolute stinkers this season. Yeah, we did. On purpose. We've really put people through the ringers. You got the highest score, I think, of any any other than other Hubie than Halloween is scored so think, higher than so obsessed. Father got Tremors, which is a higher Rotten Tomato score. But other than that, you have like the second highest Rotten Tomato score of anybody who's been on this episode of this season. <sighs> yeah, did. round of applause. Bro. Knowing knowing came in about nine nine points shy. Nicholas Cage and knowing we had Billy Woods on, mm-hmm. and this was Jeff's pick. Yeah, uh, made him watch Marcy X. I don't know what if you're familiar that? with that. No. Can I describe it? Yeah, how about you describe it? <laughs> Take it away, Jeff. <laughs> it's, your, it's your fucking terrible uh, thing. You describe that one. You ain't right. <clears throat> Why? That's because you weren't a part of the writing team. <laughs> wait, 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 wait till you hear about this fucking movie. Wait until he tells uh, you about this fucking movie. Lisa Kudrow, 2003. who is a, a billionaire's, I guess, a billionaire's daughter, uh, <clears throat> ends up taking over a gangster rap label and okay tries to convince damon wayans a gangster rapper uh to lighten up his gangster ways that's so that the plot of this money. movie this is this is not far-fetched at all this is like now the the issue here is is that one the rapping is is beyond like they basically wrote a broadway musical and then said it was rap Oh no. And it's really awful. And the appropriation levels of this film were off the charts. I and would Lisa say this Kudrow is raps. Lisa Kudrow rapping. I, oh, I she raps a long Kudrow. time. It's basically a creation song. D- I'm down with this completely. <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> Don't watch this film. I'm Seriously, I know we're making it sound awesome, but it is not. No, awesome. that sounds it great. Did terrible. Damon Wayans write it's, this? It, no, but it's no. actually it's actually He gives the worst performance I've ever seen from But him. it's actually a romantic comedy. Yeah. Okay. Is Damon Wayans getting with Lisa Kudrow? That's right. That's right. I have to see this movie. She asks him just just to show you the putridity of this film. She asks him if it's different. If sex (laughs) is different with black people than it is with white people. That's a real question in the film. Yeah, what is this streaming on? I think we had to pay for it. (laughs) Billy Woods started Billy Woods started the episode by being like, you guys have to pay me back for this. (laughs) Yeah, I would have. Yeah. Y'all definitely would have got my invoice. We owe Billy Woods four dollars. We owe him and I know he's coming for his money. Next time I go see him, I'm just gonna be like, here's just gonna hand him four dollars. Here's four dollars, dude. That's on me. Yeah. Sorry. I had never seen it before when I picked it. (laughs) He's 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 kind of mad at us. He's kind of mad at us. (laughs) He's mad. Yeah, he's mad at you. Particularly. That shit is probably that's on fine. fucking Tubi or something. It might. He's it, already forgotten my name. It's fine. That's if any luck. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so the fundamental question here. Yes. Is is, is there, we know it's a bad movie. Is Hubie Halloween a good bad movie? All right. So, I've watched movies before. I watched bad movies before that uh, I can't even remember the names of. And I couldn't even laugh at the movie. Like, I was just like, this is the worst shit I've ever seen mm-hmm. in my life. Mm-hmm. We've done that a few times this year. Like, for sure, like, in the early days of Netflix streaming, there was some fucking terrible, mm-hmm. terrible shit. Like, 2000, 
10 probably yeah like some of the worst shit you've ever seen in your life like, like when peacock was still, is now yo it, yeah. yeah exactly yeah for sure like some of the worst shit ever and those are bad bad movies with hubie halloween i at least was like laughing at the stupidity of a lot of the shit you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. then sure. like there was some genuine like damn that was actually a good joke like the four that i listed off so i can't say that it's a a bad bad movie but at the same time there's a lot of other shit there like i don't know the budget was wasn't really right no don't definitely don't do that the, i don't know it like it could have been we can have you back on for another episode if you want to watch it again when, only when Tubi comes out okay fair enough Tubi halloween i think i have to say it might be a good bad movie split okay. decision <laughs> split decision <laughs> Split decision. Okay. I love it. I mean, like immediate. <laughs> no, go Gary. Andre. No, Andre, what's your what's your what's your thoughts? Jeff. Jeff. Gary to convince big Gary to convince Vaughn. Gary convinced me. <laughs> yeah. It's the critical lens might have taken me down. Um so I'm I'm thinking, right? So I'm like, good bad movies, right? Mm-hmm. Pootie Tane is a good bad it's a movie. Really good bad movie. That's a good bad movie. And Man, I'm like, okay, if this really? could be possibly Yes. I think Pootie Tang is a good, good movie. I think Pootie Tang's good. I, I actually agree on that too. It was good. Like, it was it's it's made like a basically. bad movie, but in in reality, it's it's really good to me. Jeff, right. when was the last time you watched Pootie Tang though? Two weeks ago. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Two weeks ago. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that shit was um, on late night and I was high and I was like, oh, you win. Oh, you man. win the battle. It was like two in the morning, and I watched Pootie Tang all the way through. And and then what what's the other joint uh, like the old movie with uh Chris Rock? CB four. CB four. Four. Okay. Good bad movie. Yes, yeah. good bad movie. Good Stuff bad like movie. on that. Oh, phenomenal. Oh, so yeah, this is not touching CB four. There's a spectrum. There's a spectrum. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> but if, if that is the standard, yeah, I mean no. That's so I'm like. <sighs> so wait, where where are y'all at? Until Nas raps about Hubie Halloween. <laughs> yeah, with Moscow mules. <laughs> <laughs> oh god it's this fucking movie is it's a no it's brain. gonna be a no for me dog yeah. <laughs> all right american idol style oh bad, bad bad movie okay yeah so you're both saying bad bad movie no nah, i think I, it has to be a good i'm telling you like a bad bad movie like i had to be like stone faced throughout it What's mm. bad bad movie? It's just like a yeah. bad fucking movie. I can't well, even like. I'm telling you, like, cause they get blocked out of my memory. I'm just like, I'll never think about this shit again. I wasted like feature length time on this shit. <laughs> That's how you felt about Huey Halloween. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, tomorrow I'll be thinking about Huey Halloween. Yeah. And then when Halloween comes we, around, I'll be will. thinking. I think we all be will. thinking about Rocky Balboa style. Every time I make eggs, I'll be, I'll think. That's, yeah, that's going to be our new running yeah, joke. Yeah, too. exactly. So I have to, I have to give it some credit. So it can't just be a outright bad movie. I think it has to be, can it be a mid bad movie? No, we don't really grade it on those levels. I think that we gives, don't. Too, so if it you're gives saying too many people an out. If you're saying mid bad, then you're not no, no. saying good bad. No, no, no. That's no, all no, I'm no. saying. No, you can't correct him. He has his I'm own not correcting him. I'm saying that if that's what he said, no. I'm giving no, no, him the level of no, what no, it no, is. No, no, no. No, no, no. I think that we have to make sure that the voting is fair 
And that if he's saying mid, you cannot silence him this on the mat. Do not nuts. pull this Trumper bullshit. Use your start point. Your fake electors. Very, mix. very this Ted Cruz is moment. That, I'm personally offended by what you've said. This it happens all the time. Personally. This is his pick. We have a we have a divided point of view on that end. We have one for good bad and one for bad bad. Don't try to change. Is that what we ballot. have? Don't try to change someone's I'm ballot just after they Is that what we have? This isn't voting, Gary. What Republican yeah, bullshit is this? Bad. Like you are totally. He has cast his ballot. I don't see a, I don't see any chads, no pregnant chads, no hanging chads, nothing. I don't see any proof that he can't change. Very, very, y'all are showing your age right now with the hanging chads, uh, (laughs) ref right there. We would have, we would have made like a Russian interference joke. And we look a hundred. Exactly. (laughs) Fucking Rip Van Winkle. So Jeff, uh, is this a good, bad movie? I don't know, Gary, what do you think? Uh, yes, I think it's a good, bad movie. Why? Because I mean, for all the reasons I've stated, I think that the more I watch this, the more I get out of it, the more questions that I have, the more answers I have to previous questions. I think uh-huh. it absolutely serves what I want out of a bad movie, which is to uh-huh. make me think about it uh, in strange ahead. ways. So do you see how this film can just lead to endless discussion, which is no, why I think it's a this. good, bad movie? You just, you just wanted to hear us talk about the stuff that you wrote. <laughs> Yeah, your consulting gig on UE Halloween. Uh-huh. Yeah. My yeah. vote, this movie sucks still. Still? Still. Does it suck worse than when you first watched it? No. Mm. All right. So no, it sucks less? I, at this it point, I would go from giving it like a, a 6 or 7% on Rotten Tomatoes in my own mind to somewhere in the like low teens, perhaps a 13 so you're what saying a, there's a chance. What about on Letterboxd? I'm not saying there's a what, chance. What would you do this on This is it. I'm never watching this shit again. <laughs> See, no. I'm t- this is like that, like the radio effect. It's like, you keep playing it enough, they're going to like it. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's not going to happen. Brainwash people yes. a little bit. It's not going to happen. Yeah. I, mean, I, mean, I don't have Stockholm Syndrome. It's not happening. Man, this, yeah, Drake can do Afro beats. Yeah, I, yeah. I heard one dance <laughs> a thousand times. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Cabbages listeners. This is Gary Suarez. I'm Jeffrey Lachlan. And uh, we just wanted to take a moment. at the end of this episode, uh, just to uh, share a bit of news. As you know, we've been doing this season, season four, it's our bad movie battle. Uh, We've been doing the show uh, since uh, the fall of 2020. And um, we really appreciate all the support you guys have been giving us um, uh, over these past two years. Thank you so much for for that. Um, We've had some amazing guests, uh, some, some of the best rappers and producers in the independent and underground scenes today. And thank you to Gary too, in a way, because, you know, people that I never would have met, that I never would have had the pleasure of, of getting to know, which has only enriched my relationship with their music. And I, I appreciate them and you, Gary, for that. Yeah, we've, we've had some real uh, unexpected conversations, which was kind of part of the point of the show. Uh, to just have discussions with people that are different than the usual kind of uh, music journalism interviews that you hear on other podcasts. We found a lot of common ground. Uh, We've also had some very spirited disagreements over the course of that. 
we've had some amazing journalists and comedians and other mm-hmm. really interesting smart folks on this show as well, uh, who provided all amount of expertise and perspective. Uh, so hugely grateful for those folks as well. You can't say any better than that, man. You're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, I think you guys can probably tell from this bit of preamble that the news that we have is probably not what you were hoping to hear. After we recorded uh, this episode uh, that you just listened to, uh, Jeff and I did have a bit of a discussion. And uh, after giving a little bit of time, uh, we uh, came to the conclusion that this would be the uh, the end of the podcast, that this would be the final episode, the series finale of the uh, Cabbages Hip Hop podcast. We did. Yeah. It's can uh, confirm. Yeah, it's a uh, it was a hard decision, certainly. Um, you know, yeah, show, I'm a little somber about it. Yeah, yeah. The there's there's definitely been a lot that has happened over the course of these two years in our lives, uh, even separate from this show. And we've definitely been through a lot, and it has definitely uh, impacted our relationship uh, as friends. Certainly, over the course of it, in some ways good, some ways bad. It's just the nature of the beast. And um, we've uh, we sort of feel like we've reached the end of what we want to do together uh, on this in this show. Although we've come to the end of the road. Sorry, I thought you needed some background music. No, I, 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 I you know, I try no, to find. No, yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, no, it's it's your way of coping. I, I get it. You know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, there's a little bit of good news uh, in this mix too. We, we have some bonus episodes that we've got of the can. Uh, so those will roll out at, uh, at different times after this one. So uh, I can't say exactly when, but they will be released. You know, we do want to make sure that these conversations get out there. Um, there's also another project that we can't speak too much about that we, uh, we are under contract for that we will be doing. More information on that will come later. But um, as for what we've been doing kind of in their, our bi-weekly episodes uh, for these past two years, uh, this, is, this is essentially the end. Jeff, do you have anything else you'd like to say uh, to our listeners uh, after all their years of, of support? And... Thank you. Thank you, first and foremost. And uh, I do not like the movie Hubie Halloween. I do not like it. <sighs> That's really well you want to end this, okay. Good night, Springton. There will be no encores. It's the Cabbages Podcast Network. <laughs>